This is exactly right. We were uh, not directly informed how large this theater uh-huh. was um, by our people. Nope. Uh, so just in casual conversation upstairs with the lovely people who work here, we were like, sorry, what's that again? How many seats did you say? How many seats? Oh, my God. This is the most nervous. Like, like I'm shaking. Yeah. <laughs> Why you? Oh, you can see. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can tell I blew my own hair out, huh? <laughs> you can see I'm shaking, and you can see my cuticles are still fucked up. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, let's get a close look on this. Oh, oh no. That's cute. Have okay. you ever been in one of those, you find a dressing room that actually oh. shows you your own butt? Oh, Have my. there ever been 2,400 people there when you looked at it? <laughs> Yes. Oh, actually. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how, what store is that? <laughs> um, we we love this. We, we so oh, we want to let you people in the second the second balcony know. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna go through each area and right. have you shout for yourselves. So just wait. Just wait. Um, but, but first, it's haunted on that row. <laughs> And it, yeah. <laughs> we asked the lovely Sasha, who's like the manager here, and she's so wonderful. And I was like, is it haunted here? Which is like such a dick thing to ask someone. And she's like, uh-huh. It's <laughs> like, really? Tell me everything. And so she was saying one night, she was closing on stage alone in this entire fucking theater. Can you imagine? And she was like, okay, bye to the audience. Like, that's kind of her thing, which is adorable. And then she's like, then a woman walked by in the second row and left. She said, dress, long blonde hair. Gray or blonde. Assuming blonde, but I'm sure it was white and wispy. Yeah. And what what did she do? Halfway, she walked across and then turned and looked at her and then kept going. How's yeah. it going up there? Kind of cold? Does everyone cold all of a sudden? Freezing cold? Oh, no. It's just a fun start. Yeah. So let's turn all the lights off in here, everyone. <laughs> do you want to show everybody your outfit? Oh, just sure. do a quick, Just do a quick walk across? Yeah. There it is. Look at that. Breezy. Easy to pack. Yeah. I know. Is it, yeah. Let's see yours. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Mine, um, it's not supposed to stick to me like this. You have a lot of <laughs> static electricity in the air. I was hoping for more of a billowy, less clingy situation. 
but who cares? I mean, right? There's nothing we can do at this no. point. I think we've both given up at this point wearing <laughs> shoes that not given up. But I mean, yeah, that that's a strong not, phrase. You know. It's not given up. But yeah. I am wearing clogged boots with a dress, so, you know. You pull it off. I'm not. I just can't with the heels. Yeah. I have the best intentions when I pack. I'm like, heels and spanks and a bra. And then I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and a big wig. <laughs> yeah. Huge earrings and yeah. a lip plate. She really tries. <laughs> I don't. I do. Uh, so we drove here today mm-hmm. um, from Indianapolis. We, were, we did last night's show. Because yeah. I insulted them once, and so we had to go there. Yeah. Pretty good slam. We have to go to a lot of places then because, yeah. my God. We have a lot of apologies to make to the nation. <laughs> the apology tour. Yeah. <laughs> so we be. got everything wrong. <laughs> um, if we didn't mispronounce it, then we just were rude. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, and we, uh, this is like, I lost my mind when I realized we could do this on the way. We were in the, in the minivan, seriously, and like Vince was like doing the dad driving yeah. thing, which is like, he's so responsible, and it was like fun, we were all talking, and then I see a sign, and I'm, I didn't think of this, and this has been my dream for so long. There was a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Tell, I lost my mind, right? Uh, it was as if we drove by Diamond Disneyland for Georgia. It was like, and I actually, we're both from California, so we've only heard of Cracker Barrel referenced in like movies and TV. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of, it is kind of sounds fictional to us. Like, yeah. oh, go down the Cracker Barrel or whatever. Right. It's like, okay, haha. And I've scrolled, like, I look at food photos all the time, and so like, I've scrolled through Cracker Barrel hashtag Instagram for hours, <laughs> hours, because it's so my kind of food. <laughs> and then we went, and it was it, it was exactly what I man. It oh, was so good. Ins- <laughs> I mean, I had a hash brown casserole. I didn't even know that was a thing. To beat the band. I mean, our waitress told me to eat my vegetables. Yes. I'm not kidding. She shamed us. She was like the sweet little old maybe racist grandma. <laughs> No. Yeah. And you then, don't know. You're right. And she walked by and she's like, how are the vegetables? Because you could tell we hadn't taken a single bite of them. Yeah. We're like, oh, we're going to eat them. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. She, Barb, that was her name. Barb. She came back by again. She's like, are you going to try it? <laughs> yes, I will. And then she said to me when she was clearing my plate, let me get those out of your way so you don't put your elbows in them. And I realized my elbows were on the table and she was like... We got schooled at Cracker Barrel, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I was like, well played, though. Yeah. I tipped her really well. Yeah. Um, I, that's what I want at a restaurant. Tell me how to live, please. Yes. I need it. Yeah, she was, that place was, I lost my mind. Also, we were doing that thing in the gift shop that you do when you're just excited in general or just like, oh my God, look at this. Yeah. But it's just like a wind chime you could get anywhere. But we're just like, George, I'm going to buy you this. Is this I was going to get this for my nephews. And then you're like, I traveled here. How will I get this home? Yes. You know? I was going to buy my niece Nora a rocking chair. I, it, it, was, it was not a good plan, but I, I was excited. Carry on. Yeah. And then you don't even need to buy a seat on the plane. That's right. Just fucking right there in the aisle. <laughs> No drink service on this one. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, and then a cat gets out of its carrier, and it's all fucking... <laughs> Cracker Barrel! Kathy cartoon. <laughs> it could be fun if we did a Cracker Barrel-only tour, and we all ate. What about that? We all eat, 
We have some fucking lima dumplings. Beans. Lima beans. I got beans. lima beans. I'm a hundred years lima, old. She was eating her. She was eating her lima beans, and she goes, "There's bacon in these." <laughs> like it was like the bacon was super cute. Because in California, they would tell you that because that people are vegan, and so they wouldn't just not tell you. Yeah, you can't just. Bacon is never assumed no. in California ever. It's you gotta like declare a vegetable, and then they're just throwing bacon in. And yeah, you're like it's for it's good for you. You know how many fucking high school like I'm vegetarian now kids have like <laughs> lost their mind there. Yeah, you know like yeah. there's nothing I can eat on the menu. Like shut the fuck up. And their parents are like, pick the bacon out. <laughs> pick, pick the, the bacon, bacon out. out. Eat around it. Eat around the eat bacon around if the you bacon. don't like it. You'll be done with this in three months. Pick it yeah. out. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. We also stopped at a travel oasis, which truly was an oasis. What a, a gorgeous, what a gorgeous idea you all had yeah. to build an Auntie Anne's pretzel store over a freeway. <laughs> oh. Thank you. I had an ice cream cone because I'm also five, even though I'm also a hundred. <laughs> And it was that thing of, it was like, oh, we've got to get ice cream here yeah. at McDonald's. <laughs> we can't get it anywhere else but here at the Travel Oasis. Yeah. When am I going to have a vanilla cone at home? Never. <laughs> no, it's no, never going to happen. I'm not going to be driving. Just one last thing about the Travel Oasis. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> just going to say, we had just finished at Cracker Barrel. I had the uh, cornflake oven baked chicken. Mm. Thank you. I, I can be reasonable sometimes. Again, my <laughs> kale salad, Barb told me eat it. And um, the casserole I already riffed on. Uh, I had eaten that maybe nine minutes before, and we walked in, and I was like, I should probably get a pretzel, though. I probably, just because we're driving, and what if we get stuck in a ditch? <laughs> So bad. Can you guys, I'm suddenly really self-conscious that I have lipstick on my teeth and you guys could see it. Just like when Sade was on SNL that time and she no. had lipstick all across her teeth. No. That's for the 40-year-olds. What's up? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of you. Don't uh, think about that fucking screen okay. at all. You all just can't. Right. There we go. Don't do it. Uh, you just got to squint a little. Mm -hmm. uh, Uber, tell just me. don't turn your head to say, oh, so... <laughs> Look, Stephen has been doing my travel planning. Is that for travel or for Stephen? It's for Stephen. Yeah. Stephen. He's not here. I know. <laughs> Sorry. That was like it was scripted and badly done. It was like... <laughs> Half of the people leave right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna... Oh, she's angrily storming out. She was only here for Steven. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mention Steven. Oh, Steven's not here. Oh. Yeah. Um, then bring him out. No, sorry. That's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> and then it's... Just kidding. <laughs> God, let's do that one time. Yeah, we have to. Oh, my God. We have to. It's on our writer that we need a six-foot black tablecloth <laughs> so we can surprise people with whatever oh we want. Oh, my God. It's a tiny cracker barrel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, Stephen planned my travel, um, and Georgia planned her own travel, so we ended up at different hotels, which is super weird, it's and weird. it makes it look like we're Fleetwood Mac and we hate each other. 
Like, that's what I would think yeah. if I was like, oh, she's staying there, and she's, uh-oh, this must be bad. I'm just really controlling and can't leave anything up to anyone else, because I'll have a panic attack if anyone does anything wrong. And I'm exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> if I have to do it, I'm like, I, I can't do it. I didn't end up going to, on that tour. Because <laughs> I can't open that page on Travelpedia or whatever. So... So, driving from Indianapolis, you don't know this, driving from Indianapolis to Milwaukee, the time changes. Oh, yeah. Backwards? Yeah, an hour yes. back. No, I'm telling you. Backwards? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, that took us a bit to process. Mm -hmm. We go upstairs. I start working on my murder. Just, I mean, just so you know. It means the world to me, but yeah. I can't actually type it down until like 45 minutes yeah. before we come to the theater. It's a mental issue. We keep thinking the, the hairdressers and makeup artists who are like, well, do your makeup for the tour, for the show. And we're like, you don't understand how 10 minutes before we get here, we're screaming in our, yeah. in no, our hands. We'd love, we'd love to take people's offers. Like, we'll, blow, we'll blow out your hair. Come down to Diana's yeah. salon or whatever. And we're like, bitch, are you crazy? <laughs> They were going to go sit in a salon for an hour before this shit happens? <laughs> Sorry, that was strong. So, <clears throat> cut to the chase. I kept assuming that my, the time on my uh, phone was incorrect. Okay. Uh, be, forgetting that, of course, the phone's smarter than me, and it's already <laughs> caught up to the, what time it is, mm -hmm. and really had no problem with it, because it really isn't that big of a deal. So I kept looking at my phone to check the time and going, but I also have an hour. But I also have an hour. So when I finally put it together that I did it wrong, I had five minutes to take a shower and get ready. Literally five minutes. <laughs> So I end up running downstairs. They got me, they got me a car to drive me over here from my hotel, which is very close. So <laughs> I run downstairs with wet hair, no makeup, glasses, but also this outfit, which is <laughs> very, kind of shocking looking. And I run through the lobby and outside, no one's there. I call the number I have for the car place, and the loveliest woman's like, oh, honey, he's standing in the lobby waiting for you. <laughs> I run past him. <laughs> in a kind of a wet-haired panic. Oh, he's like, thank God, that's not... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, whoo! I don't have to deal with that weird crackhead that just ran by him. <laughs> Oh, no, you do. You do, Steve. Get out here. So Steve comes out. Lovely smile. Wonderful man. Very tall. And he's like, you're going to get right in here. Opens the door. I get into this insanely beautiful, like, fancy BMW. Very nice car. And we essentially drive around the block, kind of, a little bit. just... <laughs> We just took a little tour and then he pulls down the thing and I, he comes and opens the door for me and I look over and there's two women that are standing across. Is that, was it you guys? And it's not them. They're probably. standing there just on the sidewalk and I get out of the car like fucking Rihanna. <laughs> Holy shit. If Rihanna was super not pulled together at all <laughs> and Irish. And, and they're like, hi, like that. And I go, oh my God, I don't even have makeup on or anything. And I just run it, run away. Oh, my makeup. <laughs> Bye. Um, so hi. What I meant to say was, hi, how are you? Thank you for, thank you for waiting on the sidewalk. Nice. She's not as nice as she seems on the podcast. 
She's really superficial about makeup in real life. Yeah. Well, I got here all made up in a like really old Honda Civic. <laughs> so, ooh, she's Uber. pissed. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't have airs, you know what I mean? Like I just want to seem like a normal person. You're super grounded. No, that's yeah. true. You're the one that's grounded and real. You're the Christine McVie of the situation. For sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm also realized that the re- one of the reasons I'm shaking is because we we the fucking green room in this place. <laughs> Guys, if you can figure out a way to play here, I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> we go backstage sometimes, and it's like here's a, there's like trident and like a coffee pot if you want to make coffee and like <laughs> bottles of water if you brought coffee. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> And then we go back there, and I'm like, is this a restaurant? It's just like a <laughs> restaurant-looking thing. Yeah. And they're like, here you go. And whoever, like, they're a murderino because they set up the whole place to look like a crime scene. There was a, yeah, there was a, there was a body drawn on the ground with tape that said victim on the side of it. <laughs> Uh-huh. And there were like evidence bags on every table that correlated to the serial killer picture that was on the wall of the guys, the local serial killer. It was like, it was crazy. What if it actually had been a crime scene? And we're just like, this is amazing. They're like, don't take They're it like, down. They're like, what do you mean? We don't know what your podcast is about. <laughs> Please don't step there. Don't step yeah. there. <laughs> now our DNA is everywhere. We... Georgia walked me up to the wall with the, with the art installation of serial killers on the wall. And we're like looking at it. And then she's like, and this correlates to that or whatever. And then I just felt this thing of like, I'm getting more and more nervous. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> this is expectations. It's that. We're way up here. We don't do that well. Oh with like, my God. But also, listen, we're not bragging. We're just, we are as amazed as you are. There was a barista. <laughs> Yes. Fuck! I Alex. can't even get someone at Starbucks to fucking smile at me. I mean, a barista. Alex, Alex thank Alex you for really over-caffeinating us. Yes. Was, I feel good. I feel great. This is going to be good. Right? Yeah. For real. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> um, um, also. <laughs> and then, uh, should we sit? Sit down? Is it oh. time to sit down? Oh, yeah, let's sit down right now. Okay. Yeah, is it time to sit down? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Thank a, you. That's a nice chair. What that really means is, are we sick of standing? Yes. <laughs> this is... This is a nice... This is quality. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just not This might whole. be a room and board chair. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yes. So last night in Indianapolis, someone gave us backstage, uh, someone gave us these like really fucking sweet, thoughtful presents. They gave us me a travel mug that had a Siamese cat on it. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was so sweet. And I brought it on stage out as my like drink. And I was like, I'm going to bring this. This is going to be my new thing. I'm going to bring it. To, it's going to be my, my show mug. And I, cause Elvis is here and I fucking forgot it already. <laughs> <laughs> already. I walked out the hotel room and was like, Oh shit. Oh, That's shit. just how I am like that. My plan that I I declared to the public is over in one fuck. And then when we were first traveling, I was like, I'm going to put a note in every Bible in every hotel. Remember? I said that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I did it in one. Oh, I don't have follow through. It's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick something that you can do. Like a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, you got anything else? We also got cupcakes that had our faces on it, mm-hmm. which is pretty, uh, pretty weird thing to yeah. eat your own face. <laughs> I'm just saying, but very on brand. Yeah. So 
That's true. It is true. Should we read our murder? Should we tell some stories? We're going to tell you some murder. This is... I mean, if you're into that. If you're into uh, oh, true crime. Oh, this is my favorite murder with Karen and George. By the way. Oh, okay. I'm first tonight, right? You are first tonight, yeah. Okay. Because... Oh, man, you guys. You got, you got a lot to choose from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee. Uh, what's going... You have a real Pacific Northwest competition yeah. going on uh, with your... Yeah. It, it, well, there's so many um, highways. Is that what they call them? Interstates? Just to byways? throw... Byways? Highways, highways, <laughs> Just to us. We just kept... When we were driving, we were like... There's so many places. Vince was very fucking uncomfortable with this. <laughs> There's just so many places to hide bodies off the road. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like, look over there. It's just a line of like, trees. You could just put a body in no one You would never find you it. You know what tree you left it under. Unless you wanted them to be found, and then you could just put them right there. And Vince is like, uh-huh, yes. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, poor guy. Oh, I watch wrestling for him, so we're even. <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. So the one I picked from you guys is uh, David Sponbauer. <laughs> Do you know him? Okay. There were some legit gasps in the front row, yeah. third balcony, just so you know. People I mean, were genuinely surprised up here. Yeah. I guess no one wants to cheer for him. No. Right? I wouldn't. It's kind of a bummer. Okay. <clears throat> like, okay. So David Sponbauer, did you find this guy? Did you see this guy? No. Okay. Tell me all about him. He... I love true crime. <laughs> Do you? Me too. Oh my God. That's crazy. Uh, David Sponbauer was born January 1941 to a Catholic family in Oshkosh. <laughs> you point at me? Oh. Oh my God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? That's him as a child, actually. 1941, so he's like two or three there. Yeah, he, you can, he's a perfect uh, t- looking guy to do the old hey, why the long face joke. Oh, yeah. Like, what is he going to become a fucking librarian? You know, of course yeah. he's a murderer. <laughs> Sorry, like. And then here's someone on Twitter. I found them to be very anti face, face <laughs> problematic, <laughs> judgmental, superficial, negative. Mm-hmm. Don't shame. Okay. Face shame. Don't face shame. He dropped out of high school after his 17th birthday, joins the Navy, gets court-martialed for being absent without leave, and spends seven months in the brig, which you know has got to be a bummer. Yeah. <clears throat> and then his dishonor... The brig, sorry, but I do picture the brig to be filled with, like, half a foot of water all the time. Oh, yeah. Dank. Right? There's, like, seahorses and starfish and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your own wading pool. <laughs> Is that kind of cool? I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. I might be thinking of the Little Mermaid. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thingabobs and what's it? Oh no. Um, he's dishonorably discharged in 1959. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> That's how much the Navy will fuck you up. <laughs> Jesus, he's Santa Claus. Seventeen. That scared the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> I feel like Steven's doing this to us on purpose. 
Yes. Um, cool. Okay. And then you can hold the photos. I'll fucking tell you. The, the rest are real depressing. So, yeah. So this fucking ace. Um, the naval doctors say, tell his mom that he needs psychiatric care and send a letter to her telling her this, but nothing is done. And then I wrote, because ignoring is the best policy. Mm. After he returns to Oshkosh at 19 years old, he begins his life of crime. On, in January 1960, he broke into a home in Appleton and he stole a bunch of shit, including a 22 handgun. Mm. And a I ni- feel like that's going to come back later. I think. Yeah. It's actually, it's going to come back in the next sentence. Oh. <laughs> that, that quick. Don't have to wait. Uh-uh. That's nice. A night later, he robbed another house uh, in Nina with. Nina with a 22 <laughs> with the same 22 caliber with that 22 that caliber guns when we talked about that a sentence ago that's same one that's called a callback Karen's like if this is good writing we're gonna talk about this gun again and yeah. I'm like oh I didn't put it in um <laughs> <laughs> a week later still in Appleton he broke into a home where the mother was asleep and in another room while while, while her 13 year old daughter studied a mask. The, he was masked. He enters the house, steals some cash. And Masked? He, yeah. Oh. I know. Um, he flashes a pistol at the girl and hauls her outside, and he says to her, I'm going to rape you. And she says, what does that mean? No. I know. But, but uh, the girl screamed and attracted attention, and a person came over, and he ran off. Thank God. Yeah. You guys are. Um, yeah. Then that same evening, January 12th, 1960, Carol Grady, she's a 16 year old girl babysitting her cousins, um, and he is lurking outside, watching through the window, armed with the stolen pistol. He enters the house, takes some cash, and then he rapes her. Mm. Yeah. Then her uncle unexpectedly comes home and he shoots him in the face and gets the fuck out of the house. Whoa. The, sorry. Longface shoots the uncle? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. I didn't make that clear. That was a real roller coaster of emotions, wasn't it? <laughs> no, stay down there. Yeah. It's just... It's going to be hard the whole time. Yeah. Just so you know. The roller coaster is not done <laughs> sinking. It just goes straight down. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. It's one of those... You know those rides that like are a pole, and then they, they drop you a little, and they drop you a little, and then they, you're like, go back. I'm going back up. And then it just fucking plunges you. That's yeah. the story. And this one is actually broken, so uh, <laughs> we're all going to plummet into the ground together. Okay. <laughs> This one curses a lot and has a little bit of a lisp. So, <laughs> okay, rapes her, kills the uncle. I think he kills him. I, I didn't really, it didn't say. Um, and then, well, shoots him in the faces. Yeah, you're yeah, not gonna. Yeah, yeah. About a month and a half later, during an attempted robbery in Milwaukee, when questioned by police, he breaks down and tells them everything. Oh, yeah. That was short. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes to prison forever like he's supposed to, and everyone is fine. Yeah. Mm. No. At the age of 19, Sponbauer is tried in a Wisconsin court. The judge labeled him as a sexual deviant and sentenced him to 70 years in prison. But in May 1972, after just 13 years in prison, he's paroled, um, and he has a tattoo of a devil on his forearm at that point, which is, mm. yeah. During that's, that's kind of on the nose. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it's on the forearm. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Had to. Nice. Good girl. Nice. That's what you do in a 2400 seat theater. <laughs> yeah. So this is so fucked up. During the summer of 1972, it's a prison work release program, and they put them in in city parks and beaches to work. Fun. Yeah. And it's in the middle of the fucking summer, and there's a bunch of college co-eds. And he tells a psychiatrist that he's having sexual frustration because of all the girls around, and it just is ignored. August 11th, 1972, he drove to Token Creek Park and picked up a hitchhiking 17-year-old waitress on Highway 51, brandishing a knife. He told her he was going to rape her, and when he was through with her, he would run her over with his car and toss her body in a ditch. She started crying. He started crying. What? It'd be great if then a picture came up of him crying. (laughs) (laughs) Ow. So he rapes her, but then he lets her go. And then she told police that the man um, had a tattoo of the devil on his forearm and ID'd him in a suspect lineup. But, okay. He insists that they had consensual sex, and he's found guilty for abduction and rape, and Assistant District Attorney John Burr asked for the maximum sentence of 50 years on top of what he would receive for violating his parole. But in a turn of events, you guys ready to rage cry? <laughs> Stupid idiot Judge Richard Bardwell reasoned that the rape was much more mild than Spawnbauer's previous rape. You're like, is there a photo up? Because there, <laughs> no, this is, and I want to say it's the 1970s, but like, mm, um, uh, yep, okay, yeah, this is. Where you, I usually just talk to you about this in I know. room alone. Yeah, so this is okay. The one where he. Um, da, 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 da. So he said the judge figured he was he was moving from being a very dangerous sex offender now to merely just dangerous. So there's been some improvement. This is a this is a judge in a court, and the, or is this a guy in a long black shirt back behind the gas station? Like, <laughs> what the fuck kind of thinking? Especially after the lawyer is like, please give him the maximum. Yeah, my professional opinion is give him the maximum. Yeah, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and Here's how I'm going to interpret the law. Right. Like a goddamn idiot. All right. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. No, you're... um, So, here's where it gets the most fucked up. (sighs) So, he receives a sentence of 18 years in prison on the new charges, but the judge allows the sentence to be served concurrently to his Brown County sentence, so he's released in 1991. Great. Perfect for everybody. Yep. He's, you know, he's just a very, he's just kind of dangerous now, so we're good. Yeah. Fresh out of prison, August 23rd, 1992, he kidnaps 10-year-old Ronel Eichstead while she's riding her bike. You can put that photo up if you want to make everyone cry. Um. Yeah. Her bicycle was found near her rural home in Fond du Lac County, and her body's found six weeks later in a cornfield ditch near Town Hill State Park near the river, Wisconsin River. Then on Labor Day, September 5th, 1922, 12-year-old Cora Jones was riding her bike on Sanders Road near her grandma's house in Dayton Township. <laughs> so um, her body is found five days later. Then almost two years later, on the 4th of July, 1994, 24-year-old Miriam Story. 
Sariha, was riding her bike on a county road near Hartman Creek when a maroon Pontiac bangs into her bike and she crashes. He emerges from the car, um, and then another car comes down the road and he got the fuck out of there, which <sighs> is good. Um, and then he is fucking burglarizing and raping and just being a, just a piece of shit. Um, His devil tattoo is just throbbing and lighting up red. Yeah. We've done it. So (laughs) then on November 14th, 1994, Jared um, Argall went to his home uh, in combined locks and discovered a man breaking into his house. He gave chase and tackled and wrestled Spanbauer into submission. And when the police arrived, they arrested him on burglary charges. Whoa. This guy fucking ran after him. What was his name again? Yeah. Gerald Argall. Nice. Jerry. This does end on a, I gave it a positive spin at the end, (laughs) so it's it's okay. Yours is really funny too, right? So we're good. (laughs) (laughs) While in custody, police noticed the tools in his car matched the two home invasion rapes that had happened earlier that fall. The police kept um, their interrogations, and after four days, he confesses to kidnapping and killing the two little girls. And... um, he is found guilty for first-degree intentional homicide, and then Jones and Eichstead murders and guilty on all other counts and was given a total of 403 years. Oh, shit. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. So, and this was in the 90s, so it was like yeah. 25 years later. Yeah. So Carol Grady, who's the 16-year-old babysitter who had gotten raped way back in 1960, she hadn't known that he had been released from those charges against her. And when she saw the footage of his this arrest for the murders, she got so fucking pissed off um, that she had never been notified that he even got out, that she campaigned for truth and sentencing and victims' advocacy, victim rights advocacy. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So in May of 97, Carol Grady spearheaded a truth and sentencing proposal, um, and it means that felons would serve the time they are given no early release. 20 years is 20 fucking years. The bill's passed. (laughs) That's what it says in the bill. (laughs) And 20 years is 20 motherfucking years. Yes. Um, so the bills passed and encompass uh, any, you know, sexual assault, kidnapping, false imprisonment, incest, all forms of sexual exploitation or exposure to ch- of children. Um, and so that passed in 97. And then fucking Spawnbauer died on July, in July of 2002 at Dodge Correctional Institution. <laughs> Liver disease. <laughs> yeah. And that's... So that's really a story about Carol Grady yeah. kicking ass. It is. That's awesome. <laughs> If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. 
Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Well, I'm going to take a left turn. Okay, good. I'm going to do Ed Gein. I didn't do it well, but I did it. I do it again. You do it. It's pretty great. Karen's going to do Ed Gein. <laughs> That's how you do it. I was just like a, a fountain with a single. <laughs> I just like there's just a Yeah, we're going to have to. We'll clean that up. We'll clean that up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's us. That's yeah, on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and here's what I need to say. Just from the get-go, I actually, if I was, you know, like the real true crime people would just be like, and this is true. It's actually pronounced Ed Gein. No. That's the correct pronunciation. No way. Yes, yes way. That's the correct pronunciation. But if I thought, I'm going to do Ed Gein, people would be like, what the <laughs> fuck is she talking about? Like a vagina? Yes. <laughs> I can say that because he's a serial killer. <laughs> and I have no filter. Um, yeah, it's Gein. I'm going to probably end up saying Gein no, say for Gein. most of the time. It's so it's just that thing where it's like, well, actually, it's pronounced GIF, not GIF. Oh. And it's like, well, good luck with that, because the world says GIF. I pretty much broke up with someone over him telling me. <laughs> what? Really? I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, you. Wait, because he insisted you say GIF? It was just like the last straw for... <laughs> I was like telling him of a cute little gift, and he's like, it's actually j- whatever. And I was like, yeah. Why did you tell me that? You know, it's just. Nice- you just get out of a moving car. <laughs> it's actually a gif. Goodbye forever. Vince's. Roll, death roll. Vince's backstage taking a note. Don't correct her on anything. Never mention gifs around Georgia. <laughs> All right. I, I realized because for a little while I was thinking I would do Dahmer. Um, right? 
I mean, my friend Amy O'Neill, who's here tonight, um, she sent me the funniest picture. She said it was a text and a picture, and it was Ed Gein and uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's faces in the shape of Wisconsin. Like, they've... <laughs> They filled up the state, and then it just underneath it said, Wisconsin, we eat people. (laughs) (laughs) And then her message was, if they still made this shirt, I would buy you this shirt. But I did, I, in like, when I was like 19, I bought an Ed Gein shirt, and it was just a white t-shirt with the, that big famous picture. I think actually you guys have it, it's the first Ed Gein picture, um, it was a picture with oh. just with that on the front of it. He just looks like a miner. Like he's going down to the coal mines. Yeah. It's like, is this a Dorothea Lang photo? or <laughs> Totally. Am I supposed to empathize with the working man or yeah. be totally disgusted by this guy? It's hard to say. It's hard to know. But I, was, I would walk around. I think I wore it one time. And, I, and then I was just like, I don't know if I can handle being this person. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to be the Ed Gein conversation starter. Yeah. I was young then. I didn't know who I really was. <laughs> um, so. You've changed, Karen. <laughs> I really, I've changed so much yeah. over the years. Now I'm 72. <laughs> Edward Theodore Gein, Gein was born on August 26, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> come on. His father, George, was a timid alcoholic, while his mother, Augusta, was a puritanical lunatic. Oh. <clears throat> and together, so they canceled each other out, and they were <laughs> yeah. great. And they had such a happy family. Aww. Yeah. Um, he had an older brother named Henry, and he lived most of his life on a remote, isolated, 155-acre farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin. Um, now, in 2012, Plainfield's population was 862. Aww. So back then it was 14. Um, <laughs> but do they have a Cracker Barrel? <laughs> because we are driving there tomorrow. Okay, so let's talk about his mother a little bit. She's very, uh, you know, kind of famous and well-known, Ed Gein's mother. He was super into her. Um, <laughs> her name was Augusta Gein. She was a devout Lutheran who hated her drunken failure of a husband. She look looks at her. so nice. No, look at the eyes. Look at the oh, eyes. Oh, my God. It looks like a Disneyland photo when they, like, <laughs> the eyes follow you when you walk by the roof. Haunted house photo. Yeah. Except that necklace is pretty fucking it, sweet. It does. It looks like um, a Halloween store 3D photo where <gasps> when you start looking, it's like, oh, no, it's a skeleton oh, with fangs. Oh, my God. Augusta. <laughs> Look. Augusta, I have bad news about your son. <laughs> oh, no, honey. Her eyes are on fire with the <laughs> Lord. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Man. I can't get over it. I found that picture and I was just like, I want to stare at this picture for the rest of my life. Taunted. She was was positive she was right. Sasha came out and was like, that's the woman I saw in the balcony. (gasps) That was the woman on the second floor. That was the ghost I saw. I love her. Oh my, dude. Okay. Okay. So, a uh, devout Lutheran, hated her drunken failure of a husband, but uh, she believed divorce was a sin, oh. so instead of making her life better for herself, she decided to make it awful for everybody else. 
happens. Um, she became mired in misery and religious obsession, and she didn't want any outsiders influencing her boys. So after school, Henry and Ed had to come straight home, do their chores around the farm. They were not allowed to have friends or date, and their house never had electricity. Ooh. I don't know why that detail is the one that really put a chill down my spine. You know why? Just growing up in candlelight. Oh, oh, it's got to fuck you up. With, with Augusta's with eyes, all like, let me read oh. out of the Bible to you. So every room oh, you pass by. It. Can it's, you imagine at night you have to pee and you just have to pass by all these like dark rooms with a candle? Oh, it's dark in the daytime. Look at yeah. those windows. Yeah. Jesus H. Yeah. Oh, you know, there was a gnarly basement in there, too. Oh. They have like three sub-basements. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they were like, when they were putting in electricity, they went by and they're like, Augusta, we can hook you up. No, thank you. <laughs> nope. We're going to keep it super dark. <laughs> like Jesus wants. <laughs> so, every night after dinner, she made them participate in a thing called Bible time, where she would read to them out of the Old Testament for hours oh. about how the world was a bastion of perversion and profanity and that all women were instruments of the devil and natural born whores. Oh. Or as I like to imagine her saying it, whores. <laughs> They're all whores. <laughs> It's like a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old. Oh. Whores, I told you. Mom, it's actually sex worker. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Boom. Mm -mm. Uh, Mom, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> now, this is super interesting. Um, census records indicate that Augusta became pregnant with her older son, Henry, before she was married to George. Uh-oh. Which back then, as we know, would have been a major scandal, and maybe it was even illegal, so she fudged the dates and got married before anyone realized mm. what was going on. Got a big old baby, right? And that's right. Who's the who are now, Augusta? <laughs> eyes, eyes, crazy eyes. Isn't that always the way? I saw us yes, close up with those <laughs> eyes. Those weren't meant to be close up. No. Eyes. They were, because it was back then, it was there. <laughs> Look at them. I should have had Steven Zoom weigh in on the eyes. Or do a gif where we just keep going in her, into her eyes. You guys get eyes. hypnotized, <laughs> and then you're like, the show was great. It was wonderful. We loved the show. Karen and Georgia. Of, of course they can play a 2,400-seat theater. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So, uh, okay. I slut-shamed Augusta. Good. That's out of the way. Little revenge on Augusta. So Ed himself was said to be, uh, as a child, quiet, effeminate. He had odd mannerisms like laughing to himself in the middle of class for no reason. <laughs> I mean, it's like saying, please punch me at recess. Yeah. Um, and he had a droopy eye, and the kids called him Milksop. Oh, what's that? I don't know, but it's so fucked up. Yeah. It's not a... It's not... It's just so mean. No, yeah. 
it's like you're soaked in milk or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's a Wisconsin thing. I know. Yeah. They, they, they say it all the time. They say it all the time. They say it so much. Okay. So on April 1st, 1940, um, I wrote, Ed's booze bag dad died from booze. <laughs> I got a little carried away while I was typing. <laughs> and then I wrote, Augusta was like, yay! <laughs> I can finally be myself. <laughs> Eyes. Um, so then to help earn money, uh, the boys, who are now you know, closer to actual grown men, uh, they started getting odd jobs around town, like chopping wood for neighbors and babysitting. That's odd. Yes. That's <laughs> an odd job That's for Ed Gein. an odd job. Yeah. Ed Gein was a babysitter, which I thought would be an amazing uh, fan fiction storyline for the Babysitter's Club. <laughs> if anybody wants to do that. Oh my. Steven, write that down. Steven. Write that so, down. You're like, are you sure you want Ed to be in the club, Stacy? Yeah. Claudia. Claudia, he took the Babysitter's Oath. <laughs> he gets to be in the Babysitter's Club. That's good. Yeah. That's a good one. I actually had to text my friend Julian McCullough, who's a comic, who actually did read all 35 books of the Babysitter's Club when he, he, did not. When he was the son. And I was like, can you give me some Babysitter Club names so I can write this joke? Because <laughs> he's going to listen to this and he's going to get real pissed yeah, off. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Okay, anyway, <laughs> now that his dad was dead, Ed could have his mother all to himself, which is what he wanted. He <laughs> doted on her. He loved her. It was all about Ed and Augusta 24-7. And to the point where Henry was like, you guys. Um, <laughs> he was bumming out. Um, he was starting to realize that maybe Bible time wasn't for him anymore. Like, he yeah. started dating a divorcee who had kids in town, and he was, like, saying to Ed, like, What's, what are you doing? This is weird. Um, so then, on May 16th, 1944, while Ed and Henry were burning some brush on the property, um, the fire that they started to, get, I guess, do some kind of a back burn or, I don't know, Whatever. A, a farm burn, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> the fire got out of control, so Ed ran to the sheriff, and he was like, we need help to put this fire out. And they get back to the fire, and the fire's out, but now no one can find Henry. <laughs> and so... When the sheriff asked, did you go check up at the house to see if Henry went back home, Ed just didn't say anything. And so then they said, well, maybe we should search the property to see if he's still here on the farm. And so then Ed just led them directly to Henry's dead body. Oh. Um, which Holy was, shit. Uh-huh. Which was out where, where the fire was. Um, but interestingly, he was uh, face down on the ground, and he was in a, a patch of scorched earth, but his clothes were not burnt in any way. Uh, so um, they, of course, didn't suspect foul play, and the doctor said he died of asphyxiation, and so sorry to you, the Geens. Bye-bye. We'll send a casserole over. Um, so at Henry's funeral, Ed Gein was reported to have been say saying things to people like, Henry would have been a great disappointment if he had lived. Oh my god! <laughs> like... Play a fucking role for a minute, dude. <laughs> Just hold off for an afternoon, Ed. <laughs> oh. And then he was also saying to people, well, it's just me and mama now. Oh. Uh, 
Ed. Mom's like, fuck. I mean, I'm crazy, but <laughs> this guy. But I'm not into my son. Yeah. Okay. So a year and a half later, Augusta has a stroke, and Ed is her nurse. He takes care of her day and night until she dies, and that's when he loses his shit, as we all know. That he becomes the Ed Gain that we know and love in a way that seems sick, but actually is more fascination and interest. It's yeah. not respect. Yeah. We don't want to have dinner with him. Yeah. We know he's a bad person. Doesn't make us bad people. Yeah. We don't right. love serial killers. No, mom, that's crazy. Coworkers. Mom. We don't friends. Love good it. friends who should understand me better. Yeah. Okay. Like you're allowed to have babysitters club, but I can't have murder. <laughs> that's perverted. You I don't say mean? anything to you. Yeah. Except in front of 2,400 people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, except for right now. Right. Um, okay. So now he's a middle-aged man who has been isolated his entire life on a farm with no electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and everything was fine? And everything turned out fine. <laughs> um, a man who believes that sex is bad, that women are bad, um, that the outside world is evil. Um, well... And, is he oh, wrong? Well, no, you're right. He's right. Um, <laughs> uh, so the first thing he does um, is board up the three rooms that his mother used. So the entire upstairs he boards off, and then he boards off her bedroom and the parlor, the living room, whatever. Any place that she used to go, now you can, no one can go. And those rooms were kept exactly as they were mm. when Augusta died uh, until the house burned down. <sighs> Spoiler alert, they fucking burned the house down. <laughs> It's such a great, when you read it, it, they're like, oh, he, he was arrested. Everyone knows he was arrested, but he was arrested. <laughs> and then there were the, the talks that they were going to turn it into, oh, they're going to make it into a um, tourist attraction or whatever. And like the next day, it's like burned to the ground. Everyone's <laughs> like, I seriously haven't seen anything and I don't know what happened at all. Can you imagine going into, like being the, the you know, cop who pulls the board down and walks into that fucking room? What if the green room upstairs has, is actually based on the parlor? <laughs> With a barista, she had a barista. And everything. Uh, she had really good tortilla chips. Yeah. Like legit guac. I mean. <laughs> and an NBA Jam video game. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> she had. But they didn't have electricity. That doesn't make sense. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go back. So Ed starts buying what are called in many articles, yet I don't understand what they mean, death cult magazines. Mm. Uh, death cult. Also detective magazines. There was, a, there was a magazine back then called Detective Magazine that was basically a true crime magazine, but it was also like naked ladies and stuff like that. Oh so, my God, I need these. Right? Yeah. We I mean, need not, to order them right now. Yeah. Not I, the current issues, like the, <laughs> you know, vintage. It's vintage. You open it and it's just like a huge centerfold comes out. Um, anyway, he's basically getting into all the things his mother said. You can't ever look at this. Uh, obviously, that's what humans do. Um, he especially liked reading about Nazis and cannibals. Um, one night uh, around this time, his neighbors invite him over to dinner because you know the mom of that family was like, I just worry about that Ed Gein sitting up in that farmhouse all by himself. Yeah. <laughs> Lost his whole family? That's amazing. I'm not even going to try to do it. Guys, I love Fargo. It's such a great film. <laughs> do, it, do it again. All that for just a little bit of money. <laughs> um, 
so they invite Ed over for dinner. Well, it goes as you would imagine, because Ed's never been around people uh, or electricity, <laughs> and they had also invited a female relative oh, to be at the dinner, no. which apparently Ed just stared at her like he was some say undressing her with his eyes mm. some would argue he was doing other things uh, like skinning her with his <laughs> eyes <laughs> needless to say the dinner ended relatively soon uh, and a couple nights later the young boy and the family wakes up he's being held in a chokehold and this intruder is whispering in his ear asking where this female relative is right now and the little boy tells his family, I think it was Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, wow. And they never tell the police. What? They don't want to be rude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't make a fuss. Oh, my God. He's, you know, look, he's, he's our neighbor. <laughs> wow. I don't know. It's just coming through me now. I'm channeling him. I don't know. It might be the ghost. What if it's the ghost? The ghost had a really strong accent. Okay. (laughs) Other neighbors uh, report that they see Ed Gein just straight up peeping tomming right in their window. (laughs) He's he's straight up peeping tomming all over town. (laughs) He's not doing well with the socializing. Um, So then in 1954, a tavern owner named Mary Hogan disappears. The police find blood on the barroom floor and they suspect foul play, but the case goes cold. Uh, And later on, when Ed overhears some locals talking about Mary's disappearance, he says, oh, she's not missing. She's at my farmhouse right now. And he like, what the fuck? But instead they're like, Ed, you fucking nut. Get out of here. Oh, milk sop over here. Oh, the milk sop. Him and his jokes. Milk sop. <laughs> okay. So then, so then three years later on November 8th, 1957, a woman named Bernice Warden disappears. She owned the local hardware store, and this hardware store had been closed all day, which was unusual, mm. but most people in town thought maybe it was because it was the first day of deer hunting season. Mm-hmm. Um, for real, they're like, oh, oh Bernice. It's a holiday. She loves, she <laughs> loves to get a good 10-point buck and then come on back to the... But her son, Frank, who was also the deputy sheriff, oh, uh, when he can't get a hold of her, he goes to the hardware store. He finds the cash register is open and there's blood on the floor. Mm. And he, when he looks at the receipt book, the last thing that happened in that store no. was a, bo- a bottle of antifreeze was sold to Ed Gein. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so a little while later, they find him at the uh, grocery store and they arrest him. And then they go out to the Gein farm. And there in uh, a shed next to the house, they find um, Bernice Warden's decapitated body. <gasps> and it is hung upside down. Oh. And dressed out like you would a hunted deer. Holy it is, I shit. mistakenly, mistakenly, no. mistakenly, yes. You did not look at on this. that fucking picture. Are you fucking kidding me? It is. Don't put it up. Uh, no, no, no. 
you look up like you're like and you look and everybody horrible. merry fucking christmas it's the worst it's very 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 upsetting oh. i don't recommend accidentally How? looking at it in your hotel room while you're by yourself wow but, i feel like lightheaded yeah it's well really then you might want to lay on the ground because i have some <laughs> stuff to tell you <laughs> I have some bad news. That's not it? Yeah. Apparently, so what Ed Gein did, he went into that hardware store, he took a 22 rifle off the shelf and shot her with the rifle from her own store. Mm. Um, uh, so when they searched the house, I'm just going to read you a list of what the authorities found. Oh, I thought right. that would be fun for everybody. Everyone sit back. Um, Let's hear it. They... They find a there's a there's a pot of water on the stove and inside it is her heart. That's just walking in the door, friends. Uh, there is a wastebasket made of human skin. There uh, are there's human skin covering several chair seats. There are skulls on his bedposts. Um, Holy fuck! There are skulls sitting around with the tops sawn off. Um, there are bowls that are made of skulls. <laughs> he just did skulls every way you could. Um, he really liked bowls. I yeah, guess. he was. I mean, I guess what else are you gonna do with a fucking? I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, a like candle holder. Maybe? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You stick like mail in the front in the eye socket. <laughs> We're being insensitive now. We're being absolutely. That's just simply incorrect. Yeah. He he made a corset from a female torso skin from the shoulders to the waist. He made leggings from human leg skin. Uh, no. He I made, just pictured that in. The- yeah. Well. Turn that picture thing off because he made <laughs> masks from the skin of female faces, heads. He, what uh, the fuck? he had Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. He had her Ugh. skull in a box. He had Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Um, uh, and the, <laughs> he had nine vulvae in a shoebox. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's the outer pussy, everybody. If you don't. <laughs> I feel like there's people that don't know. Don't you think there's a couple people that are like, what is that, the elbow skin or whatever? Don't you think? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It would have less impact if you is weren't. Is that that thing when you talk and is it that that? Oh, I need no. to get my vulvae removed. <laughs> oh, Stop my God. it. Someone brought their dad, I bet. <laughs> I know, Jesus. There's definitely at least one person that, that was to their friend like, you have to come. I know you've never heard it before, but yeah. it's, you're going to love it. Yeah. Last night, a girl whispered in my ear and she was leaving, I'm on a Tinder date right now. <laughs> I was like, yes. You're not going on a second one, honey. <laughs> That's a special section of Tinder. Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's the belt made from... Female nipples, the famous. We actually had a, a lovely fan murderino send us a crocheted version of that belt. Which I forgot to put on Instagram, but yes, yes. it is gorgeous. <laughs> it made me laugh. So, when I realized what it was, I laughed so fucking hard. Alone. I like scared the cats. I was alone. Yeah. Because when we opened it, it was like this. We were like, "What's this? A cat toy?" And we we're kind of like, "What's this?" I guess it's nice colors or whatever. But we were like, we were kind of just like that. And then I went to take a photo of it after the, they left. 
just to like send it and be like, I still don't know what this is. And then I looked through my lens and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and then I was, just, I started laughing. I was like, we have the best listeners. <laughs> like, you know, like fucking it, it, This American Life doesn't get shit like that. <laughs> right? Sorry, Ira. Or if they do, they like call the police or something. <laughs> Sidetrack. Four noses. Uh. <laughs> Getting right back into it, right? Ma- a lampshade made for the skin of a human face, mm-hmm. fingernails from female fingers. And this is my, I'm not going to say the word favorite, but it's the one that, it's the one that fascinates me the most. He had a pair of lips tied to a window shade drawstring. <gasps> so it's like, oh, that sun is too bright. <laughs> oh. Ed, what the fuck, Ed? <laughs> Man, what do you think his Pinterest would look like? <laughs> we have a... That'd be a bummer. You guys, don't tell anybody what we said tonight, oh God, okay? Please don't tell anyone. <laughs> please. Let's keep it between us. Yeah. Okay. Please. So when they question him... Oh, just so you know, they photographed all these things sent it to the crime lab, got the, what they needed, and then it was all destroyed. So none of what? this could get out. Yeah. So if you ever like, are like, oh, I just bought Ed Gein's nipple belt, you've been conned. Because <laughs> they were immediately like, this is the worst of, this is the worst of human existence. Well, put the woman flayed on the internet, but everything else needs to be destroyed. <laughs> just, can I get a one lips window thing? I just, I don't know why. I just think it's interesting. Okay. Mm. <clears throat> I don't. Uh, so when he's questioned, Ed Gein tells investigators that between 1947 and 1952, he made as many as 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards. It's a town with 600 people, and they have three fucking graveyards. Wow. What's happening? Um, he would go there, and he would exhume recently buried bodies. So what he would do, he would look in the paper in the obituaries. And if there was somebody who died that was a woman who was around the age his mother was <gasps> when she passed, Augusta, you've done it again. Coming back into Ed's life. Uh, he would go and dig up that body or go take a couple parts that he wanted. He also made a very, he made a point to tell the police that he would return a lot of the jewelry. Good of you, Ed. Good of you. What a gentleman. Um, he also said that he, when he would go there and do that, he was in a, in a daze like state, which is like, oh, really? Uh, (laughs) You weren't normal? You weren't like sharp as a tack? And um, he also told the police that he left the graves in apple pie order, which what the fuck kind of saying is that? Oh, my God. Apple pie. Like Ooh, I left like him on apple pie. You wouldn't believe it. So... Okay, so... Uh, Sorry, I lost my spot. <laughs> this is the biggest. This is the biggest paragraph with things like face, skin, and nipples in it that I've ever read. I'm just like, oh my god, past which that. nipple was I on? <laughs> um, 
Okay, so what he was doing, as we all know, and it has been taken, this is, Ed is the reason that you got super scared when you watched Psycho, mm. when you watched Silence of the Lambs, and when you watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. That's all this fucking lunatic's doing. Because what Ed was trying to do was make a woman's suit so he could be inside his mother's body. Uh, a psychologist would just take that one apart really quick. I'm in, the, I think in like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I mean, yeah, it's just a, you know, it's just an argument against reading out of the Old Testament. <laughs> Straight into your child's face with no lights on and not letting him have friends or sex or anything, obviously. Um, yeah, he. Let your child have sex. <laughs> If we have one message to leave you with tonight, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that was the night that they got arrested. <laughs> Seriously. Just for speaking. We knew it should end on a green room like that, though. And that'd be, we'd really yeah. go out on top. Yeah. Um, so basically, he would go, he would put this lady suit on and put the face on his face, go into the backyard. He had like an incantation dance he would do under the moonlight. He was. He was fucking nuts and (laughs) all alone way out in the country. Um, When the cops asked him if he had sex with any of these dead bodies, he said, no, they smelled too bad. Oh, so they're like, I'm sorry, you fuck face. (laughs) You can (laughs) suddenly you have standards. Okay. All right. Um, he, and then in that interrogation, he admitted to killing Mary Hogan, the tavern owner, because he was in the tavern and he heard her talking and he thought she had a foul mouth and that she didn't deserve to live. Oh shit. He'd be I, yeah, us. yeah. So we'd be dead. Yeah, as we'd fun. be, we'd be, would we or would we fight him off? We'd fight him off. I would pull out a Bible and be like, guess what? I can read the Bible too, Ed. <laughs> now you have to do what I say. <clears throat> okay. So this is what he said when he was interrogated by District Attorney Earl Killeen. Um, he said, quote, I started to visit graveyards in the area regularly about 18 months after my ma- mother died. Most nights I would just stand and have private conversations with mama. Other times I couldn't make myself go home without raising one of them up first. Maybe on about nine occasions I took somebody or part of somebody home with me. Oh. Now I don't even know what accent I'm doing. Um, <laughs> It was kind of an evil spirit I couldn't control. Uh, <laughs> that's where the <laughs> apple... Oh, sorry. The saying is, he left the graves in apple pie order. Hmm. Apple pie order. So he, there was a piece of American cheese on every grave. <laughs> <laughs> local jokes get local work. Okay. <laughs> and he basically said that the reason that he did it was he had an uncontrollable desire to see a woman's body. Oh, Ed, that's natural and normal. You don't have to make a woman's suit to look at a woman's body. Uh, All right. So this is the sad part, is the um, Washara County Sheriff, Ed Archley, um, is uh, the sheriff who was handling the case, and he was the one that interrogated Ed Gein. And so when Ed Gein was listing, when they had all this evidence and he was telling them all these terrible things, um, and he was just confessing all of it very directly, um, Archley took Ed Gein's head and bashed it into a brick wall. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, wow. I mean, 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about like the right reaction. How, how, what, what else are you supposed to fucking do? Um, so then the judge decided there was no way that that confession could hold up in court because excessive force was used. And Ed Schley died of heart failure before the trial even started. He was only in his late forties. And, um, a lot of people count him as another victim of Ed Gein because it was so traumatic. What he went through looking at all that stuff and, and being around it and having to have that experience, which I mean, Jesus Christ. So, uh, there's, I think we do have a picture. It's, um, it's Ed Gein getting walked by a big tall guy. Uh, that's Art Schley, oh. who was the sheriff, who... Uh, he's in shock. Yeah, he's just like, uh, what the fuck, everybody? <laughs> um, I didn't know life was like this. Yes, I mean... I thought it was like something else. I would like to go back to the other place, please. <laughs> um, oh, poor guy. So... Basically, they, he went to court. He was it, he was convicted. Um, there was obviously an insane amount of evidence, and they knew he did it. He didn't fight it. Um, when he was convicted, they told him uh, his they, the locals burned his house down. That's my theory. That's not I, that's alleged. But basically, they were like, "Oh, well, you think you're going to make a carnival out of this shit? Goodbye." Also, there was no electricity in the house, so it's not like a, something sparked and it <laughs> fucking burned down. You know what I mean? They were like, "Oh, I think a comet hit it." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I saw a comma too. Um, and then when they told Ed that his oh, house burned shit. down, he goes, well, it's just as well. <laughs> Fucking Ed, right? What a milksop. Um, he died in Medota uh, State Mental Hospital at age 77, uh, and that's Ed Gein, everybody. Wow. Thank you. You do those heavy hitters so well. <laughs> you do. That's why I didn't do Dahmer. I was like, she's going to do one of the big ones. I'm going to let her do a heavy hitter. <laughs> That's right. That's how we do it. You can have them. <clears throat> I'm going to do the horrible child killers that are recent. <laughs> and horrible. Yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah. I mean. That's can't... our Cagney and Lacey kind of setup. <laughs> That's yeah. how we like to do it. Le- which one? We're both Laverne's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Before the show, Georgia goes, ooh, should we, get, should we both get L's to sew onto our dresses? I'm like, yes, double Laverne. Yeah. Yes. We can um, all be adorable Shirley's. Should it's we, time for a hometown, hometown murder, murder, I think. Should we do it? I think, though, I think we know. Sorry, I do think we know because there is someone that sent a, twi- a tweet, a Twitter, and... <laughs> Um, it's someone, uh, shit, I memorized the name and then I got all caught up in my rock and roll lifestyle upstairs. (laughs) It's the person who sent the tweet whose dad texted them about Ed Gein and there, there's a series of texts and they tweeted and said, we've got your, we've got your hometown tonight. If you want to hear it. I didn't know. You were, I was like, don't tell me. Surprise me. Yeah. I kept a secret. So if you are here and you know what I'm talking about, will you come down here? Usually there's a scream by now. And that's a honor system. So (laughs) don't try to lie your way through it once you get up here i think that i think your name is was it tracy so yell if Mm-mm, I... is it sarah i think her car broke down. are you walking or are you just sitting in a chair no, yelling at me i don't think she's here <laughs> oh man all right pick another one well no it, if she knows her name is sarah i bet she's looking at the twitter right now did Am you I right i don't know 
What'd they say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the She's bathroom. She's in the bathroom. Is that true? <laughs> what a nightmare. Okay, don't say... Wait, before she gets back, before she gets back. <laughs> wait, we have to do a trick on her before she gets back. <laughs> I can't think of what it well, is. You go sit in her seat. Okay. <laughs> Where is it? Oh my god! Don't let him touch you, Karen. Jesus, help me! Is she really doing that? Where is it? Right here? Is this her seat? Where is it? Are you fucking kidding? It's real? Oh my god! I thought you guys were making a joke. Can I slide in that? I'm not going that oh, way. I'm about to put my butt in front Karen. of everybody's face. Yeah, I'll go this way. I'll go Karen, this way. Karen, I'm up here alone. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I'm gonna go too. Oh my George, gosh. George, do a type five. Oh, is that you? Shit, I was gonna do a trick on you. Come with me. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, wait, is there a way? Sasha. Oh my god. Can I get a microphone? Oh, our seat. Oh, we're still doing the trick. Georgia left. No, I'm right here. Can I get a microphone? Where did everyone go? Georgia, you can never leave the stage. I feel like having a nightmare <laughs> is that her i'm pretty sure i did sarah get over here right now or you are in serious trouble oh she's getting her phone she's getting her phone you don't need her phone right okay grab my hand grab my hand yes. are you gonna walk us to the stage how do we get up there fast well, I can tell you that, that this was horrible. I don't care if you had to pee, Sarah. If you're, if you're at a professional show, you stay in your seat the entire time. It doesn't matter. What peeing. are the fucking chances that the one person we called out... Yes. The one fucking person is peeing. The chances were 1 in 2,400. Thank you. Yeah, that, that makes... I don't know math. It's like one sip of beer less and she would have not had to go through all of this and neither would I have. Here, I have it, Karen, 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 I have it. I have it. Okay, okay. Can I scream? Come on, come on, look at there she is. Oh my God. Oh my goodness, no, I'm She's in the bathroom. Come here. Sorry, I really had to come. Okay. Sorry. Are you, are you, you seem so chill about all of this. No, I'm very scared. Are you scared? Let's talk about, let's talk about. I already peed. You're shaking, right? It's freaky as hell. Yeah, I kind of like that I can't see anybody. I know, isn't that good? It's best. It's good. Wait, where are you from? From Milwaukee, from Wauwatosa. Milwaukee. Born and raised. Local. Yes. What street do you live on? I'm not going to say. Good, good, good call. Because I don't want to get murdered. That's right. That was a test. Yes. So I'm going to tell this story through my own dad's words. Beautiful. Yeah. I can't say it any better. Okay. So... As my father. Wait, was, what is he? Is he gonna? Are you? Are we gonna know what he does for a living? He's a psychologist. Oh, what cool. the? Yeah. What's his first name? Steve. Steve. Okay. Steve is a psychologist. That's right. And as a college student, before he married my mother, he what's was her a, name? Sandy. Steve and Sandy. Steve and Sandy. Oh, yes. Steve and Sandy yes. got married in Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right he out did. of college, or? Yeah, uh-huh. right out of college. Right out of college. In Madison. No. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. They did. So my dad says, I was a volunteer at Mendota Mental Health, working with kids. You guys go there? <laughs> <laughs> All the time. All the time. 
<laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Twice a week. The nurses brought in Halloween costumes, and we took the kids trick-or-treating to the other units. What? Was... Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get him on the phone right now. <laughs> what? That I could call him. Are you serious? Yeah. Get him on the phone. I can. Oh, my God. Do you want me to keep reading it so you know the background? Yeah, you want to tell it, and then yeah, we'll call him after? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. that's... Okay, he's, we'll ask him He's good at writing. That's yeah. insane. We'll have questions. He said, it was a weird year because... <laughs> Someone poisoned Tylenol in Chicago. Ooh. It was 1982. Yes. What? Yes. Yes. So people were scared and kids were not trick-or-treating. Oh, so take but them to the mental hospital. <laughs> it was the kids from the mental hospital. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So nurses on the other units had candy and patients would give our kids treats. On some units, it was too dangerous, and they would slip the candy through a security slot in the door. Oh my god, those children are like, I'm worse now. Those kids. But we went on the gerontology psych unit, old people. Old people. I feel like they're like it's scared straight, kind of. That was safe, and old people gave the kids Reese's cups. We were waiting for all the old people who wanted to come give away some candy, and a nurse asked Eddie. Do you want to give the kids some candy? And I turned around, and there he was. What? He did not want to hand out any candy. (laughs) We said a quick hi to each other, and he asked if we would be gone soon. I said, yeah, and that was it. (laughs) So kids all over the country couldn't trick-or-treat because it wasn't safe, but my kids trick-or-treated to a cannibalistic necrophile and were safe as can be. Strange world. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was all in that, all those texts? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can we get him on the phone real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Because that was a gorgeously written series of texts. Okay. Dad sell, it says. Huh. Yeah, he better answer. He better. It's on you. Should I put him on speakerphone? Yes, you should. Oh, no. Steven. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> Let's all talk to him. You gonna leave him a message? Yeah, we are. <laughs> Please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or press one for We're just more options. Then we'll scream. Uh, Steve, this is. Everybody at the Riverside Theater right now. You said I could call you. <laughs> we're here. Got your daughter. We got your daughter. <laughs> and we're having a great old time. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Thank you. That was all. It's okay. Amazing. <laughs> she didn't. That hurts. These last 10 minutes have been the worst of my life. <laughs> she was nervous. She was nervous. She just wanted to leave. <laughs> I guess she's a Karen. 
Um, Vince said, Vince said to me, I'm going to give you a tip for, um, if you got, if you're losing the crowd, I'll give you a baseball tip for a Green Bay baseball tip. Oh. To tell them so they'll get back with you. What? It's football. It's football. Is that football? (laughs) I just put it together in my head. You know what? I actually don't give a shit. Was that the tip? Because it worked great. <laughs> they left it. My side. <laughs> no, he's so he's dying. I bet you right now. He said, just, "Just tell them I'm named after Vince Lombardi." <laughs> oh. You like me again? What an amazing baseball Football. tip that was. Fuck yes. <laughs> I was at first, I was so scared that I was saying the wrong team from like a different state that I was like, oh, football? Okay, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it's a different sport? Fine. You were positive it was going to be Minnesota, right? Yeah. You kept saying Minnesota. <laughs> she got the state, she got the state perfectly fine. Yeah. She, the state was exactly right. And that's what matters. Uh-huh. You guys, this show has oh. been fucking incredible. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> Coaster. Honestly. Roller coaster. It was <laughs> there was highs, there was lows. <laughs> Uh, we were very, very nervous to come out here. Yeah. Uh, but you guys were amazing. Twice the size Thank of you. every show we've done. Thank you. And th- Thank you. Thank you for being the first city where there was such a demand for tickets that they moved the fucking location. I mean, I guess the only thing we have to say to that is stay sexy. And don't!